Bible treasures. Topic two. Faith. Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks. We want to thank you for your testimonies. Several of you have said that your faith is corrected and strengthened by this series of talks. Pray much for us that we might continue telecasting this program without any hindrance. The topic that we are considering during the last six weeks is how not to believe. So far we have done six lessons. Number one. Do not generalize Bible promises. Number two, do not be over-occupied with material blessings. Number three, do not exceed your measure of faith. The fourth lesson was do not struggle alone to maintain your faith. And lesson number five, do not hesitate to confess the facts. Last week we studied lesson number six. Do not be overridden by disappointing experiences. Today we will move on to lesson number seven. How not to believe. Do not isolate faith from other devotional exercises. Do not isolate faith from other devotional exercises. Beloved, there are so many disciplines in Christian life. There are many virtues that we should develop in our Christian life. Faith cannot grow alone apart from these virtues and these disciplines. Faith actually comes to us in a package. I would like to give you three scripture references to establish that truth. First of all, turn with us to that very famous chapter on love, 1 Corinthians 13th chapter the last words, even the thirteenth words. Now abide faith, hope, love, these three. In other words, faith comes along with hope and love. Greatest of these is love, but the first of these three is faith. Another passage is First Timothy, sixth chapter. We'll read to you the 11th verse. You, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Now there are six virtues that are noted down here. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. So faith comes the third of these six virtues. In other words, faith again comes in a package. Now turn with us to the next epistle, second epistle of Timothy, second chapter. There Apostle Paul was giving an instruction to the young man Timothy. 
32nd words. Flee also youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So four virtues are given here. Righteousness, faith, love and peace. And here faith comes second of this four virtue package. Now we are going to present before you some of the very basic disciplines of Christian life which are connected very much to faith. First of all, faith and holiness. In other words, without holiness, faith cannot be sustained and faith cannot be strengthened. Now turn with us to First Timothy first chapter. We'll read the fifth words to you. The purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. So in other words, before he talks about sincere faith, he talks about a pure heart and a good conscience. So if you remove pure heart and good conscience from the exercise of faith, you know what will happen? Your faith will be shipwrecked. That's what we read in the same chapter, 19th verse. Faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning faith, they have suffered shipwrecked. So the moment you are careless about maintaining a pure heart and a good conscience, your faith is weakened or your faith is shipwrecked. Where does holiness begin? Holiness begins with our personal repentance. That's why Jesus Christ connected faith to that repentance when he said, Repent and believe the gospel. Now we want you to warn you about an example where holiness was sacrificed. Turn with us to Hebrews 11th chapter. Look at the 32nd verse. Now the entire chapter is full of heroes of faith. But right in one word, so many heroes are listed. 32nd verse. Time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. Here is a hero of faith which we are all very familiar with, even Samson. He was mighty in faith. The power of God was upon him. He had an unholy alliance with Delilah. Because of that he lost his vision. And finally he lost his Lord also. However, he continued to operate on the gift of faith. You know what he did? Brought down a roof which was seating 3,000 people. And you know what happened? All those people were destroyed. He was also killed. He lost holiness. 
He was operating the gift of faith. Instead of being a deliverer, he became a destroyer. You understand how much holiness is important to sustain and strengthen faith. Now we will look at another discipline. Faith and prayer. And at times faith and prayer with fasting. Now we all know that familiar passage where the Lord Jesus Christ came down after being transfigured on a mountain. There was a father of an epileptic boy. Brought his son to the nine disciples. They could not help him. He brought him to Jesus when Jesus came down from the mount. Matthew's Gospel, 17th chapter, reading from the 18th verse. Jesus rebuked the demon and the demon immediately came out of him. And the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked him, Why could we not cast him out? Jesus immediately answered them, That's because of your unbelief. And he did not stop there. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. He said this devil did not go out because of unbelief. In other words, he said if you had believed you could have done that. But he says that faith needs to be further strengthened. And what did he say? This kind of devil does not go except by prayer and fasting. We all know that very popular passage on spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6th chapter. Now there we are given six armor of a spiritual Christian. There we have the shield of faith as one of the armor. That's what we read in the 16th words. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery doubts of the wicked one. The passage does not stop there. It comes to verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In other words, the usage or the wielding of the weapons of spiritual warfare becomes effective by continuous prayer and supplication. In other words, faith is strengthened by prayer. Another example, what happened to Simon Peter? Satan obtained permission from Jesus Christ to sift Simon Peter like wheat. And what did Jesus say? Don't worry Peter, I have prayed for you. For what? That your faith may not fail. Beloved, in other words, in order that the faith may not fail, the supporting prayer is necessary. There Jesus prayed for Simon Peter's faith. In other words, we can pray for our faith. Left to itself, faith will become weak. Faith must be strengthened by prayer. 
when we talk about prayer, there is another condition that you should always keep in mind. Not any prayer will sustain and strengthen faith. If you turn with us to 1 John 5th chapter, read verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything, according to His will, He hears us. You can ask anything, but that anything must be according to God's will. Only then God will hear your prayer. Only when God hears your prayers, He will answer your prayer. What does it mean that we need to ask according to the will of God? Come to the third chapter of the same epistle. We'll read the 22nd verse. Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. In other words, we have a definition for God's will here. God's will here means walking in obedience to please God. That's what God's will is. Yes, faith is energized by prayer that is offered according to the will of God. The third discipline that strengthens faith is Bible meditation. We all know that very familiar passage. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What is the meaning of hearing and hearing? It means sustained meditation of the scriptures. We can tell you, beloved, if faith is one hand for a Christian, this Bible meditation is his another hand. How do I say that? I would like to pick out two weapons from that six weapons of the spiritual warfare. One is the shield of faith. The other is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. I want to ask you a question. By which hand do you hold the shield? Hold it with your left hand. With what hand do you hold the sword? Hold it with your right hand. So you use your left hand to keep the shield of faith to protect you. And then you use your right hand to attack the enemy and that is in your right hand that is the word of God. Apostle Paul so beautifully brings both these weapons together. 2 Corinthians 6th chapter Look at the 7th verse. He says, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left. You know, he calls it armor of righteousness. Together they are called the armor of righteousness. Now why does he call it armor of righteousness? In the same seventh words he talks about word of truth. In other words, together I tell you this faith and Bible meditation together, they are armor of righteousness in our hand. Neglect 
the meditation of God's word, your faith will begin to dwindle and finally die. Now we are remembering Lazarus. He died and he went up to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man, he went down to hell. There the rich man cries unto Abraham. Please send Lazarus with just a drop of water. And when Abraham said that was not possible, what did he say? At least send him to the earth. Send him to my father's house. Because I have five brothers there. Let him go and tell them. Let him go and testify to them. What did Abraham say? Lazarus need not go. They have Moses and prophets. Moses and prophets simply means the scriptures. Now when they have the word of God, they don't listen to the word of God. Even if somebody goes from the dead, they would not believe. In other words, nothing can inspire our faith like the word of God. It is necessary you should always preach the word of God from pulpits. You tell hundred stories and you expect people's faith to rise up. It will not. Preach the pure word of God. The word of God will create faith in the hearts of the hearer. There is another exercise that will strengthen faith. It's regular witnessing of the gospel of Christ. Turn with us to 2 Corinthians 4th chapter. Look at the 13th words. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I speak. We also believe, therefore speak. When you believe, you speak. When you speak, your faith is strengthened. It's not enough if you just hold the shield of faith. With the shoes of the gospel of peace, you should also advance. You should march on. In other words, more we share the gospel with people, the greater will be our assurance in the power and effectiveness of the gospel. Now the fifth exercise that we would like to present before you, that is charity. We all know that passage in the book of James very clearly. We read a words, faith without works is dead. What is the explanation? If you have a brother or sister, and he does not have enough of food or enough of clothing, you simply say, God bless you, go in peace. Now that's not going to help that person. You have to give that person some food. You have to give that person some clothing. Faith without works is dead. Faith can be seen only by the works. Somebody says, you show your faith without works, I will show my faith with works. That is why the Bible says, let people see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Yes, beloved, faith cannot stand by itself. It needs holiness, needs prayer, Needs Bible meditation, needs regular witnessing, and it needs charity. 
That is why we said do not isolate faith from other devotional exercises. May it be so in your life. God bless you.